0: coffee with colby episode nine let's go Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Colby, the show that's about helping you put your best foot forward on your professional path. In the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee, we will cover the challenges that crop up in the workplace and how to balance your career and your personal life. Now, this is all the stuff that you need to know they didn't bother to teach you in school. Thanks for tuning in. As always, I'm Colby Reed, and this is my show. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you likely want to grow your career, whether you're just starting out fresh out of school or you've been on the job for years and you want to make some sort of career change. Now, there are two things that are going to have the most impact on your career trajectory. The first is a commitment to doing your best work every single day, doing gold standard work every day, showing up, doing that Excel spreadsheet, doing that monthly report, doing that expense report, doing that that memo to to the staff, doing every piece of work you do to the best of your abilities every day. And the second thing that's going to impact your career trajectory is seizing opportunities when they present themselves. Uh, so much of our culture is about that big break. You know, we're we're taught that like in show business and in sports, there's this one big shining moment when everything changes, and if you seize that opportunity, everything is golden. Then in the in the in the traditional workplace that's not how it is you need uh, you you need hard work you need dedication you need skill you need those things if you're going to grow in your career but you also need a series of opportunities to shine and progress opportunities in the professional world are not these you know single firework moments when everything changes it's a lot of it's kind of like in a video game when you get to the end of a level and you get to that door and you walk from that from that door into the next level of the game. It's a series of finding those doors and having the ability to walk through them and progress into the next level. And that's something that you really need. You need those opportunities because those opportunities are going to let you grow. They're going to let you shine. They're going to showcase your abilities. The challenge, of course, here is those opportunities don't come with a warning label. Opportunity doesn't put itself on your calendar. It doesn't say on July 8th in the 3.30 staff meeting, you're going to have an opportunity to show the board of directors exactly how awesome you are. Opportunity also doesn't come on a map. You can't say, well, if I do this report really well six times, then my boss is gonna feel confident to let me speak to the board of directors at the end of March, which will then help me get promoted to administrative expert level four, and then I can progress to administrative expert level three. Opportunity is going to show up in the most random ways at the most random times. There are are occasionally opportunities where you can force the issue and create your own opportunity, but really, a lot of the time for a lot of us, most of the time actually, you just have to be prepared and wait. And when that opportunity presents itself, you have to seize it. Um, I, I want to give you a couple of examples of. How opportunity kind of came out of completely left field in my own career, and how I was able to then seize that and, and move on, and then also want to give some at the at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give some some basic tips for you know how because it kind of kind of feels abstract when you say just show up and do your best, you know we're, we're taught do your best. Well, okay, what exactly does that mean? What exactly does that look like? I have about four fundamental principles that will help guide you in, in that day to day when you're feeling that slog. How to, how to keep your mind focused, how to keep your, your eye on the prize so that you don't uh, you don't, you don't miss out on those opportunities presenting themselves because you've been slacking off. So two stories from my own career here that I want to share. Uh, the first happened when I was in college. Now when I was a between my sophomore and junior year in college, I took an internship at a local radio station cluster. Now, if you're not familiar with the term, what happens is these big radio companies, so like Clear Channel or Intercom or Cumulus, uh, will buy five, six, seven radio stations in an individual market, and those radio stations are then called a cluster. You've probably seen this in your own town. You'll see like the the top 40 station and the, the sports talk station and the jazz station all share an owner and occasionally advertise on each other's stations and show up at the same events and things like that. So What these radio station clusters will do is they will hire college students as interns to work for their marketing department. Um, And I've done this uh, actually both when I was in Portland and in Eugene, and it's really a fun way to spend a summer. Um, You're not going to make any money. They're usually unpaid internships, so you got to get college credit for it. But you spend the summer, if you ever go to like a festival or a movie premiere or something like that, and you see... Every radio station does it the exact same way. There's a tent with the logo on it and then some banners and then, and then there's some younger kids in t-shirts hanging handing out, bumper stickers and maybe, you know, movie tickets or things like that. So that's called a street team or a promotions team. And that's what the internship is about. You're doing live event marketing. You're learning about live event marketing, guerrilla marketing, that kind of thing. Um, and it's, just, it's a really fun way to spend a summer. And I got a bunch of stories that I'll share one of these days about, you know, bands that I got to meet and, you know, random experience I had just from, from those internships alone. But while I was doing this in Eugene, uh, my sophomore year going into my junior year, the station that I was interning with did the live broadcast for the University of Oregon Athletic Department. So they did all of the Oregon Duck football broadcasts, all the Oregon Duck basketball broadcasts, and on Friday nights during football season, they had a kind of a pregame show where they would talk about the upcoming game and, you know, what, what we can expect and blah, blah, blah. And so what they would do is they would have this pregame show at a place called putters now putters is i think they're still open it was a really it was a really cool venue it was uh it's an indoor mini golf course and pizza place and so what we would do as the street team is we would have to go out the uh, the evenings of these events We'd go out, set up the broadcast equipment, uh make sure that everything was was working so they could broadcast remotely, and then we'd do you know some banners around the, the the facility, you know, brand the place, and then we'd just hang out and watch the show, have some free pizza, and then tear everything down and take it out. So at the end of uh so this kind of became one of my regular assignments every Friday afternoon. I'd come to the station, load up the van, meet up with whatever colleagues were going to go with me. We'd go out, we'd set up putters, have the broadcast, and then come back. And for me, this was just, it was a great show. I mean, it was a great, it was a great assignment. It was, I was interested in broadcasting, so I got to watch a live broadcast every week uh, for two hours. I got to see all the the behind-the-scenes pieces that went on. I'm a huge football fan and a huge duck football fan, so I got to sit and listen to duck football talk for two hours a, uh, a week. There was free pizza, um, and it was, just, it, was, it was a really great opportunity. And at the time, I'm not thinking of this as anything other than something for college credit, right? I know that I want to get into broadcasting, but I cannot see for the life of me how setting up and tearing down banners at a mini golf course is going to get me on the air. So about three or four weeks into the season... I start having the opportunity to have some conversations with the program director for the station. If you're not familiar, program directors oversee the specific activities of a given radio station. So there's a a general manager that oversees the cluster. And then the program directors manage each individual station. So at Putters, the program director would come because this was a, you know, duck football in Eugene, Oregon is a huge piece of business. So he'd come to observe each week's show. So, after you know three, four weeks of this, I start trying to engage him in conversation. you know, I, at this point, I'm not looking for any particular opportunity. I, I'm just trying to get to know the guy and trying to learn more about the business. And in the course of these conversations, I tell him, hey, I'm, you know, I'm interested in, 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 in being a broadcaster, I'm interested in doing news, I'm interested in doing sports blah, blah blah. And he says, you know, I see you coming here every week, and you're doing a really great job setting up and tearing down this event. You've you clearly understand the importance of presenting the station well. You're clearly dependable. Um, you're clearly a hard worker. Uh, you present yourself well. I mean, there was people who would show up in, you know, wrinkled t-shirts who hadn't shaved, they haven't showered, you know, they kind of grimy. I was, you know, clean cut, very presentable. Um, you know, always, always clean and pressed. Uh, and uh, he said, you know, why don't you come in? starting Saturday mornings, Saturday mornings from 6 to 7 a.m. We have a live news show. And if you come in, we can give you some copy and you can do a couple of live reads and see how it feels. That is how I got my first big break in radio. I wound up starting that weekend and I would go in at 6 a.m. So I'd actually, i get to the station at five. So I was getting up at four on a Saturday morning while I was in college uh, I'd, I'd go in at 5 a.m., I'd, uh, we'd spend an hour prepping the show, and then from 6 to 7 a.m. with a crew of you know two or three of us, uh, mostly college kids, we would do the news. And I did this for probably a year and a half, and over the course of that year and a half, I wound up then getting opportunities because of my the experience I was gaining on that show. I got opportunities to join the team of that uh, pregame show that I was talking about on Friday nights. It was called Duck Talk. Um, I was able to start doing that. I was able to start doing more uh, sports broadcasting. I got to do pre and post game show uh, work for KUGN for football and for basketball. And then I actually wound up getting uh, a co-hosting opportunity with another gentleman uh, who I will talk about quite a bit. Who is one of my my early mentors and actually was the the main anchor on that Saturday morning show taught me everything I knew um, from five to from five to six Monday through Friday. So I got a drive time broadcast out of that out of that one original opportunity. So again, this wasn't one shining moment that reshaped my career. That Saturday morning show, I still had to do a whole lot of work after that. There were still six or seven little things that had to pop up down the road, but that was a huge opportunity that came about because I was showing up every day doing my best, doing doing the job that was in front of me to the best of my abilities. So in this case, there were specific rules that I could see on the game board, and I could you know, kind of see, okay, if I can get to do this, then maybe I can add this, and then I can move on to this. Let's take a look at when an opportunity is out there that you have no clue about and how that can play out. And this is going to take about five or six years in the future. I was working in Portland as a utility player for KXL Radio, and I, I think I've explained this before, but a utility player is a role where you kind of jump around and do everything at the station based on that day's needs. So some days I'd be an editor, some days I'd be an anchor, some days I'd be a reporter in the field. It was whatever my bosses wanted. Part of this job involved anchoring news breaks and running the control board on weekend afternoons. And when I took the job, I was hoping at some point to move to an editor spot on a weekday shift at some point. My big dream was to be a drive-time anchor, but... There were only three slots at that time, and they were filled by some really great professionals who had no plans to go anywhere. So I didn't see that really as an option, and I stuck to my formula. I showed up every day. I made my news break sound as polished as I could. I made my story sound as polished as I could. I ran the board cleanly. I thought up you know, creative story ideas and was constantly pitching and waited for that next opportunity. So December of 2009, I can remember this like it was yesterday. I was out at a news story. I was on the bank of the Columbia River in the middle of winter, and I get a phone call, and it's my boss. I think that they're just calling to send me to another story. But what she says is the station is launching a new afternoon news block. So what they had been doing was they ran talk shows and then had an anchor pop in for, like, three to five minutes of news at the top and bottom of the hour. What they were actually going to do is now three hours of live news. And they only had one afternoon anchor at this point and needed a second who could fill out the show. And more specifically, they needed somebody who could anchor and run the board at the same time. The PD, program director, was really impressed by my work on the weekends and they offered me the gig. This is absolute dream come true, incredible opportunity, and I had no clue this was even in the works. And I can give you probably a half a dozen examples from my own background and dozens of examples from my friends and colleagues when they had no clue that something was around the corner, but because they were showing up and doing their best and doing great work every day on on one specific area it made them a great candidate for that opportunity when it presented itself. So again, I know this is kind of an abstract concept. When someone says, just do your best, well, you know, just, just do your best, just show up and do your best. But there are some concrete steps that anyone can follow to make sure that you're positioning yourself best for those unforeseen opportunities. And particularly if you're relatively new in your career, if you're fresh out of school and you're kind of a junior level uh, team member and you're doing a lot of clerical work and you're you're looking for those opportunities to do big strategy or you're looking for opportunities to grow, but you're not really seeing how you're going to move from doing the monthly report into being in those strategy meetings, here are the four things that you need to remember to do every day. And I promise if you follow these four steps, the opportunity will present itself at some point. The first is show up every day. Be early and be willing to stay late. One of these days I will tell you about one of, one of the key mistakes I made in my career was, was trying to stick to a strict eight hour a day schedule and not being flexible with my employer. It was a lesson I learned very, very early on and and, and has stuck with me ever since. Uh, But if you show up every day, you're showing your bosses that you're dependable, you're willing to put in that extra effort so when an opportunity presents itself, they know they can count on you to make sure it gets done right. Second pillar here is do your job the right way. It can feel really tedious, especially if you've got a job that's a lot of data entry or feels like a lot of menial tasks If you show up and you do that job properly without making mistakes, you're showing your bosses that you are incredibly dependable. So when there's an opportunity for growth, they will feel confident that you will invest what needs to be invested to get that work done the right way. Third step here is showing interest in growth. It's not a good idea and it's not advisable to be constantly asking for a promotion, but It is smart to always be asking your bosses for opportunities to learn about new projects, contribute to new projects, offer your help on new initiatives. One of these episodes, we're going to talk about the importance of being proactive and go into this step in particular in a little bit more depth. But the more that you can show that you're interested in those opportunities, the more you stay on the radar. So when something pops up, they say, well, you know, Jenna was really interested in this. Maybe we should give her an opportunity. And the fourth and final and perhaps the most daunting is don't be afraid to screw up. Occasionally, you're going to take a risk. You're going to level up. You're going to take on something new, and it's not going to work out the way you hoped, and that's okay. Uh, you're never going to level up. You're never going to move to that next that next spot on the rung. You're never going to, to grow in your career if you're not willing to take a risk and jump. Uh, more often than not, you're going to succeed, and when you fail, you're going to have something to learn from so that you can grow the next time. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, Episode 9 now in the books. Episode 10 will be coming at you before you know it. As always, please make sure you subscribe to the show. Really would appreciate it if you drop us that five-star review on iTunes. It only takes you about two seconds to do, and it helps us out quite a bit. Uh, It's a big help getting the word out to others as well who may need advice on their own career. And, of course, give us a shout on social media if you like what you're hearing. Also, if you don't like what you're hearing, we'd love to be able to improve the show with your feedback. I'm at Colby Reed, C-O-L-B-Y-R-E-A. D E on Twitter. And, uh, please do tell your friends to give us a listen with that. I'm Colby Reed and we'll talk next time.